Welcome into the newest episode of Side Mission. Like always, I'm your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by just one of the boys today, Kyle. Kyle, it's been a minute since me and you have done an episode, just the two of us. This is kind of weird, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, it has. It has, it has <laughs> been a minute. Uh, but today, we're talking about Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed again. We said it on the Pac-Man episode. We'll say it. I'll say it again now. I love the, the interesting ways companies love to say remake or remastered nowadays. So that one is up there. Kyle, you were really excited about this game. It's a remake of Destroy All Humans 2. We, I think we did an episode a little while back when the first game got remade. But I think me and you can both agree uh, we're having a lot more fun with this one this time around. Absolutely. I really, uh, you know, gotta give them praise for, even back in the day, this being a, a sandbox game, every single thing in the game is destructible, even back in the day. So, you know, kind of the appeal to the game is different ways to really go about destroying everything, you know, in the map. Yep. And what I really like is how they just went about making it so satisfying to blow up buildings and seeing you know all these particle effects just dispersing everywhere and i was even i was even uh playing on the moon and what was cool is on the moon when you destroy buildings they go up into space instead of crumble <laughs> down to the ground and i thought that was a really cool little detail but uh i really really um enjoy this one more than the first one because of how expansive it is the first one was fun but it was a little bare bones and this one really i mean it pretty much doubled the game yes. i think the first one was like 12 or 14 missions and this one is 28 main missions which is huge um but yeah i i really um i think that this one is their their step in the right direction. Now, where the series went after this kind of divided the fans. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that with them making this comeback, that, you know, with all of the popularity surrounding, you know, this franchise again, that hopefully they will maybe make a new one and kind of retcon the other games and be an official Destroy All Humans 3. But, yeah, I, I, I think this game is phenomenal. I loved the story um the first one's story was kind of just hop in and you know your objective is to just fight the military and take over america which is cool but there weren't really any characters outside of you know crypto the main character that you play as and you know pox the you know kind of like uh your leader but he's your uh i would say companion in this game yeah who kind of you know gives you uh objectives and tells you where to go and in the second game they actually added other characters that reappear throughout you know the story and they had a main character that you know actually dies in the end and it was you know it was Kind of sad, because you had been going through this entire game with this Russian spy lady, and she was super cool, and in the very end of the game, she gets killed, and I was like, dude, why do I feel sad that this character <laughs> died? I'm playing Destroy All Humans! Why do I She's care? a human! <laughs> but, 
yeah, this game is a lot of fun, honestly. That's that's my biggest takeaway is this game is so much fun. I mean, it is. there's just so many different ways to, you know, go about just destroying stuff. I mean, the main missions obviously are the main, you know, point of the game, but it's so hard not to get distracted by just blowing everything up. I feel that. I really think that the biggest difference for me between this game and the first one is that I feel like... This one doesn't feel as old when it comes to controls and gameplay. It doesn't feel as dated. And the remake of the first one felt very, very dated. Even though it was a good remake and we enjoyed playing the game, it felt very dated. Like, you could tell this was an older game and that the control scheme was obviously a lot, was not very modern. And I think that they did a really good job in this one. I don't think the controls are all that different from the original, but it didn't feel as wonky. It didn't feel as... I'm tr- as kind of clunky as the first game did and the gameplay is fun as hell I think like, we've said this about so many games when you play as many serious games as we do it's nice to kind of have games like this that are more just kind of stupid and fun that you're not really playing looking for the best story or for the best characters you're playing you're, you're playing this game to have dumb fun instead of playing a game like God of War or Elden Ring or Last of Us which Last of Us hint hint it's coming next. Uh, but I I loved the gameplay, especially early on. This game hooked me a lot earlier than the than the first game did. The first game, it took me quite a while to like even come close to getting into it. And even when I feel like it hit its peak, I didn't love it all that much. I thought it was good, but it just maybe wasn't for me. This one, from the moment you get the ability to pretty much shoot enemies into space with your mind or whatever... <laughs> From the first moment you get that, it's like, okay, this is already a ton, uh, so much more fun than the original. And I think that the story is better here, the destructibility of everything. It really shows off what the PS5 can do in terms of that, because there is quite a bit that goes on on the screen at one time. There is a lot that happens. I remember one of the funniest moments I had early on was, I think, the very first mission you do with your ship. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to pick up those trucks or whatever... And I accidentally hit the destruct d- destruction beam, oh. and it blew up and blew up an entire <laughs> building. And they were like, "Oh, you failed!" I was like, "No shit, I failed. <laughs> Clearly." <laughs> but was it one of the was it one of the trucks with the nukes on yes. it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hit the wrong button because I guess I just clicked through the tutorial too fast and didn't pay attention. And so I blew it up, and it blows up this big-ass building next to it. You failed. No shit. (laughs) It was hysterical, though. I will say, early on, I also liked that there there was a little bit of challenge early on, especially in, I think it's a side, it's a side quest where you, you try to, like, get that radio antenna or the television antenna set up. For whatever reason, somebody wanted to watch their soap opera or whatever. Again, again, there are dumbass moments in this game, and I love it. Um, and you have to hold off the military, and it actually gets like proper chaotic. Like it, it gets does. really, really chaotic, and it forces you to kind of juggle going from you know enemy to enemy and convoy to convoy. And I like that for a game that you know it is dumb fun for the most part. Uh, it does a really good job of giving you a little bit of challenge to where you're not bored. It'd be very easy. If the game was too easy, it'd be very easy to get bored. But oh yes, I feel like 
you know, it gives a prop a good amount of challenge to where you don't feel absolutely bored and you don't feel like it's not too mind numbing. So right. I think that they did a really good job balancing that. Uh, the story is also much better. So Kyle, I'll let you kind of talk about this. Story is much better the first time around. I feel like again having better characters helps there. I feel like again they also found their footing a lot more than in the first game. What do you think made the story so much better? I think definitely the inclusion of returning characters because in the first game, like you would meet a character, but usually they would die by the end of the mission or they would just never come back. And in this one, you have characters that, you know, reappear throughout the story. You have a main character that actually works with Crypto, the uh, Russian spy uh, Natalia. I really enjoy seeing characters that I've interacted with early on in the game late in the game because it's like oh you know i remember when i did these missions with you and yep. you know it, it's a it's a cool you know call bank to when you had first started the game or maybe earlier missions that you had enjoyed in the game and in the first game i think it just didn't really have that feel it definitely was um a lot more dated and even graphic wise i thought that this game looks really good i mean for a remake of a ps2 game this game looks really good on the PS5. Yes. Like, the lighting in it was constantly having me distracted because it just, like, especially in cutscenes when, you know, Crypto had his gun out, like, I would just be staring at how beautiful the lighting and, you know, the light shining off of his gun was. It was super, super cool. And, you know, this, I think, really shows that in this day and age... A remaster of old games like that just, you know, they, they, they wouldn't do as well as a remake like this. Because if they had remastered Destroy All Humans 2, yeah, it probably would have been fun. But, I mean, I don't think that I would have enjoyed it as much. Because, it you know, even the first game being remade, it was a little dated. And, you know, a remaster definitely would have been. But remakes of small games like this like pac-man world i think are becoming more prevalent and it's for good reason i love that they didn't cheap out on anything in this game when we have other games that for some reason are full price and it looks like they cut every single corner imaginable yeah this game was 40 dollars and it didn't even have a deluxe edition, actually. It was just $40, and you get all the content. Which, that's rare, too, for a game to not have a deluxe edition. That's very rare nowadays. That is, because, you know, if you want that extra content, you better fork over that money. But with this remake, they, you know, right off the bat, actually, we noticed you had, like, three rows of skins oh, to yeah. choose from. And then all of these skins that you can unlock later in the game. But that was so cool because, like, from the get-go, it feels like you just have this multitude of abilities and weapons and customization options. This game did a much better job of reeling you in at the beginning, like you said. And I would love to see them, you know, make a third game. And maybe, you know, if they feel it's necessary, retcon the other games that came out after Destroy All Humans 2, but I, I would like to see an official Destroy All Humans 3 come out because of how well they have done with these remakes. 
I completely agree. I think that we've had this conversation several times that in today's day and age with gaming, remasters are not enough anymore. Um, just because, again, you remaster game of this, I don't think people realize just how old the Destroy All Humans franchise is. Uh, I'll give you a good comparison of a game that, you know, was... I This is what I would call a remaster. There are some people that think this is a remake, but it's really fucking not. Uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, you know, it, it's roughly from yeah. that era of gaming, you know, where it was, you know, PS2, maybe early days PS3, GameCube, Xbox, early days Xbox 360. It's from that kind of era of gaming. And that's, you know, sneakily, that that's a long time ago at this point. That That's a really long time ago. I mean, think about it this way. The PS3 launched about 16 years ago. So Ooh. the PS3 is already old, and these games, you know, predate that. So, yeah. like, you know, you realize how old these games are. Remasters just are not good enough anymore. But from a remake perspective, this is a really good-looking game. They clearly put a lot of time and effort into this remake. And it shows in every facet. I think that, as far as visuals, it's a great-looking game. And I would say it's probably one of the 10 best-looking games we've seen this year. Like it, agree. it is really, really good looking. And that sounds crazy when you think about some of the games we've gotten. So yeah. I a- absolutely think that for a remake, it's fantastic. Actually fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and make that very <laughs> clear. Um, <laughs> I love you, Thacker. But uh, I think <laughs> that I would love, after seeing the effort that's been put in on the first remake and on this... I agree. I would love to see a Destroy All Humans 3 and it be a completely original story where it's retconning kind of everything that came after this game originally. And it tells, again, that brand new story. It's a brand new, I don't want to say a brand new IP, but it's a new addition into this franchise that I think still is fun today. A lot of people might think that, you know, this kind of game was fun back in the early 2000s, the mid 2000s, before, you know, 2006, 2007. But I think games like this can still be successful today, and I think this and Pac-Man World are examples of it can you can still be successful with games that are relatively simple, that aren't that in depth, that aren't you know aren't crazy detailed, that don't have the most complex gameplay. You can still have a lot of success with that in today's day and age. Not every game has to have the deepest gameplay, the deepest exploration, the deepest world building. Games can still be really simple nowadays and survive. Now, there obviously is a moment where you become a little bit too simple, but I think that this game strikes a perfect balance of complexity and simplicity. It's right there in the middle where there's just enough to keep you you know, engaged and to keep you wanting to progress, and I love the progression in this game when it comes to upgrading your ship, your weapons, yourself. Really do love the, how the progression was done in this game. It feels very, very simple, but it's not too simple, and I like that. And I think that world building, I, I, I love, I know that this is probably not the high point of games like these. I thought the voice acting in this game was funny as hell. And oh, yes. it really made me enjoy it even more. Because again, it's just dumb and silly. That's what you want it, You want a game like this to be. You want that. So yes. I think that there's a lot of things this game does really, really well. So, Kyle, do you have any critiques, anything that really anything that really stuck out to you as far as maybe what you would have liked seen done better? I know that we both really enjoyed this game, but w- what are some things that stuck out to you critique-wise? Um, I would say the reason I'm not going to give this game an 8, I mean a uh, 10, or even I, I would 
struggle to give it a nine. I think this sits right at an eight, an eight point five, because yeah. there are some things that you know I think could have been done better. Um, so with the upgrade system, they also introduced a refund system for if you want to refund the points that you used on that weapon and put them into something else, you can. Well, it turns out that when you do everything in the game, you have to do that if you want to experience the fully upgraded other weapons. Like, you can only fully upgrade so many weapons, and that was one thing that kind of bothers me is, you know, it's just a couple of abilities I need more points for, but because, you know, they don't give you any more, you have to use the refund system to put that in and i kind of wish they had just went all the way and said you know fuck it just let you upgrade every weapon every ability all the way yeah um that kind of it, it kind of bothered me um another thing i think the game length is better than the first one however i do think this game is a little bit too long um, kind of overstays its welcome a little bit. Yes, because while this game is a lot of dumb fun, it's not a game that I felt myself able to really binge. It was kind of a pick-me-up, do a few missions, and put it down for the day kind of game. And by the time I finished the game, I kind of felt like, you know, it could have ended a, a little bit sooner or maybe a couple of the missions could have been cut to make it shorter. I do like that the game was longer than the first one, but maybe find a, a shorter sweet spot. Like, I think 20 missions would have been a, a perfect a perfect sweet spot, but 28 missions yeah. was kind of a lot considering you also have side objectives to complete during those. So, you know... A lot of the times you will get sidetracked doing the side objectives in the missions, which will end up making it last even longer. And then once you beat on 28 side missions, you have about 40. I mean, I mean, once you beat 20, all my bad. Let me start again. <laughs> once you beat all 28 main missions, you have 40 side missions to do. That's so, I, like, I'm not <laughs> complaining about the content. I think this game might be a little oversaturated in content, but they are not lacking in the content department whatsoever. But, yeah, I I think this game was a little bit too long for the type of game it is. And it if they were to make another one, it may struggle to hold players' attention for that long. So I think that, you know, going forward, if they decide to make a third game or, you know, what they decide to do, I think that making, you know, the missions a little bit shorter than this game and let me upgrade all my, you know, weapons and guns would be great. Um, I didn't really run into a lot of glitches with this game, actually. Which is it refreshing. Was, it really is. It was pretty polished i and, and for a game where you're destroying things constantly on the map and it's constantly having to you know re-render structures you would expect to run into you know 
a lot of glitches, which most of the ones I did were just like cars glitching through a wall or like a, you know, a, a, a NPC's body glitching or whatever, which I don't care. I think that stuff is funny. You know, it's not breaking my game. I probably did it when I was throwing them around anyways. <laughs> you know, those are really the only kind of glitches I ran into or bugs. And I don't mind. I, I think that for them to release a polished game like this with, I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody out there who's listening, I did not experience any sort of bugs or glitches, not not just game-breaking, but period. Like, this game was extremely polished, and I, I have to praise them for that. Yeah, it, you know, I know that, you know, we. it's fun for us to rag on Saints Row, our most recent <laughs> episode, the game that just was broken from the beginning. But this game really is, it is very, very polished, and I, that's a big positive. I agree that it does kind of overstay its welcome a little bit. I think the sweet spot for a game like this is between 10 and 15 hours, and I think if you can land yes. in that time range, that's perfect. And this game kind of goes over that a little bit, especially if you're going for completion. It really does go mm-hmm. way past that, and... I think that again, if they make a new, if they make a new one, if they choose to do that, if they can keep it around fifteen hours, I think that that's a really good sweet spot for this game. My other thing is, especially in games like this that are open world and that you know destructibility is a big thing, there isn't a ton of replay value here, in my opinion. Like, I feel like this is a game you're gonna play once, and you're probably not gonna play it again after that, unless you just get bored and want to replay it. Um, whereas, you know, there are games out, you know, I know that, you know, Last of Us Part 1 recently came out, and the big replayability factor there is, you know, they add in permadeath mode, add in speedrunning mode, a lot of stuff like that. All the modifiers, yeah. All the modifiers, like, there's a lot of replayability there. Uh, You know, a game like Resident Evil Village has a Resident Evil games as a whole have a lot of replayability in them as well, and Mm -hmm. I don't really see that here, and for a game that is very heavy on you know, being able to destroy everything, it being an open world, and having having different open worlds, too. I think I really liked how they had yes. their different open worlds. Really liked that. I think that not having as much replayability is a bit of a negative, but if those are all of our complaints, I mean, that means this is a pretty damn solid game, and for 40 bucks, oh, yeah. the amount of content you're getting, you're getting your money's worth in a big, big way. So, Destroy All Humans 2, Reprobed, Really, really good game. I know we both had a lot of fun with it. And again, from all the serious games we play, it's good to have a break and just play one that's dumb fun. Oh, yes. So that is going to wrap us up for this episode of Side Mission. You might be listening to us on a new platform, by the way, and we'll go ahead and talk about that a little bit. We are now officially on a ton of platforms not just Spotify. We are on, and Kyle, you can tell me if I miss anything here, forget anything here. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, Stitcher. I know that uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio. I know we're on a lot of a lot of. I don't know if I missed anyone there, Kyle. You can tell me if I did. We're on a few others like TuneIn, Deezer, um, Deezer. I think I think that about covers all of them. But uh, we we uh, we finally have gotten to the point where we can start putting out episodes on every platform because we've been doing this long enough and we've grown enough. So we really do appreciate everyone that's listened to these episodes and that has 
you know, supported us along the way. So we're really excited. We've obviously got a busy, busy end to this year coming. A lot of games in October. Some really big releases in November and December as well. Games like God of War Ragnarok, the new Pokemon games, Callisto Protocol. Modern Warfare 2 comes out late October. And that's just a couple of games. We've got a lot of content coming down the pipe. I know that as of recording, and we're recording this on September 17th, we've got three other episodes that we're recording today. So we have got a lot of content coming, so we appreciate everyone for listening. You can follow us, as always, on Twitter at SideMissionPod. We're on Facebook at SideMissionPodcast. You can follow all of us as well, myself, Kyle, Thacker, and Matt on Twitter. Uh, For Kyle, I'm Rusty. Thanks for listening.